Hello, and welcome to I Love It, Don't You? The podcast where friends share with friends whether they like it or not. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Kim. And I am Janelle. This week we're talking about my recommendation, Gossip Girl. To give some background about the show, Gossip Girl aired on the CW from 2007 to 2012. It's like a team drama based on a book series of the same name. The TV series was created by Josh Schwartz, who uh, also created the OC. Another fun fact is Christian Bell narrates the show. She's the blogger Gossip Girl. Um, the show is mostly about the lifestyle of the teacher teenagers on the Upper East Side. Their secrets and affairs and backstabbing with lots of designer clothes and elaborate events. Um, so I forced Janelle and Kim to watch the first five episodes of Gossip Girl because I was dying to talk about it. Uh, like the, my favorite characters and my favorite relationships. So first thoughts, uh, Kim and Janelle, what were your first impressions of Gossip Girl? Okay, so I actually wrote down my first thoughts after the first episode because mm-hmm. I like to kind of go back and see as it changes and whatever. So my very first, first thoughts were um, that I hated all the parents except for Rufus because the parents are horrible, awful people. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, although that did kind of change later on in the season. I watched the entire first season, not just the first five episodes. <laughs> also, I absolutely hated Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he becomes like a fan favorite or whatever, but I just don't know how I'm going to get over the fact that he attempted to rape two girls. Like mm-hmm. you just don't really come back from that to me. Um, and he's just skeezy and gross. Um, there wasn't anybody that I just absolutely loved, but I did kind of like Serena, Dan and Jenny, although Jenny did what I feared Jenny was going to do. Mm-hmm. And become kind of manipulative and into the game too much um i also liked eric and i kind of liked nate i did not like blair mm-hmm. um and i loved Kristen bell doing the voiceover because i love Kristen bell right um and those so those were my like main thoughts after the first episode um i liked it i could see where it'd become a guilty pleasure show I could also see where it would become too much because I wasn't absolutely in love with any of the characters. And for shows that I really get into, I have to like fall in love with at least like a character or two. And even after a season, I haven't. So those were, that's what I was thinking. Janelle, what about you? Um, I don't know where to start with this one. <laughs> uh, it, well, it was probably one of the worst things I've ever seen, but at the same time, <laughs> I didn't like massively hate it. It was just there was there were far more moments where I would just rather have turned it off than to keep it on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, though, I can see very easily where I liked the people I was supposed to like, and I could not stand the people that I was supposed to not be able to stand. Like I identify with Dan Humphrey. I feel like, yeah, he's a cool dude. He's an everyman. Dan was literally the only person I could feel like I could like. Finally, in, like, the modeling episode or whatever, um, I kind of realized that I despise Blair a little less. Like, I I understood the whole time, like, you're supposed to see that she's not a horrible person, Mm -hmm. that there's reasons, and it's because, spoiler alert, all the parents suck, as we already said, Um, and that really kind of warps the kids. Um, especially Blair. I feel like Blair's probably, 
I could see where she would be the most sympathetic character, but that doesn't make me like her anymore. That's okay. So don't get too excited, Elizabeth. <laughs> um, because Elizabeth is absolutely in love with Blair. Oh, I am yeah. not. Um, I'd probably be one of her minions. It'd probably <laughs> be a really bad situation. Um, so, I mean, the short list is, I can't stand Chuck. Blair annoys me. Um, Blair's two little minions that have zero personality for the majority of the season. There are a couple moments mm-hmm. where you see, oh, crap, they're, like, really smart. Um, I don't like them. I do like Serena. Jenny's okay. Dan's awesome. Um, and I think Eric is probably my favorite person. I, th- I may have said Dan earlier, but Eric's pretty awesome. Serena's that, – that's Serena's younger brother, brother, right? Yeah, yeah, I love Eric. Yeah, he's, he's one of my cool. favorites. Mm-hmm. I think I forgot Eric in our cast list. Oops. But yeah, I definitely and Eric is someone who stays consistent. Probably the only person that stays consistent throughout the whole series. Um, so definitely. And I think I was saying this earlier, but um if there's like if there is a moral compass in Gossip Girl, then it's Eric Vanderwoodson. Mm. Um yeah. in my opinion. Ma- not really Nate Archibald, but out of a lot of the cast he's <laughs> Unfortunately, someone he has the most integrity. I do really like Nate. He's probably one of my other favorites. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like we get enough of him. Yes. Like, and we don't, we definitely don't get, well, we don't get a lot of depth with any of them, especially to me, especially yeah. not the teenagers. I actually found the adult a lot more intriguing as the season went on. That's interesting because I always uh, find the adults the most boring in a TV um. show. Uh, but I think that Blair is the most complex character on the show. Blair Blair um, is complex. I will give you that. But like, I don't know, especially where they took Lily. Like I couldn't stay, I didn't like Lily at all in like the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. But where they took Lily late as the story went on. Lily's, uh, Sir, Mrs. Vanderwinson. Sir, yeah, Serena yeah. and Eric's okay. mom. Where they took her, like, you just saw more of her vulnerability and, like, Mm -hmm. the complex decisions, like, that she had to wrestle with when she was younger, the, that they came back up later, like, that she actually sacrificed the love of her life for... For what? Her lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And then also later, though, but for her daughter. Because okay. Serena asked her not to go with Rufus. Oh, that's true. And she doesn't. Yeah. And she then chooses to marry Bart for his money. Well, and claims that she has feelings for him, whatever. Um, it's really hard to see how she could have feelings for right. Bart. Uh, uh, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And this brings up one of the things I want to kind of talk about. I just want to... Who do you think is the worst parent on Gossip Girl? Like, I have my opinion. I mean, um, um, it's a tough competition. It is. It's a very tough competition. I would say Nate's dad actually. That's is, what I was gonna say. Is, oh, really? He literally pimps out his son <laughs> to get a deal. He was uh, like, "You need to get better back together with Blair Waldorf. Right. You need yeah. to marry her." He's selling his son in marriage, which yeah, kind of a gender reversal. But I was gonna say, and I can't remember. Like, I needed to probably should have gone and looked like where episode five stopped since i went on yeah it stopped um it's when dan and serena finally had their first date okay i mean they real finally this is the first time i realized it took them five episodes of like going back and forth with their whole do you want to get together and not talk <laughs> like it's just it's a weird way to flirt um and so episode five is when they actually have their first uh date 
and the sleepover with Blair and um, okay. Jenny. I don't know if that clears up the timeline in your mind. But I was going to say, because probably up until season five, Serena and Eric's mom probably does a pretty good job of competing for worst parent, too, I think. Mm -hmm. But there's a change that comes um, at one point when she talks to Rufus. And she actually, you see, she does care about her kids. She doesn't really know how how to approach them sometimes. Mm -hmm. And after that, she makes a concentrated effort. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just also interesting how our character is going to change. So I hope we could right. talk about that in the future. But. Um, but yeah, but Nate's dad, he goes on and like, I don't think it's revealed by then, but he goes on and it's the um, episode six when that stuff starts to get revealed that he sits there and he's um, addicted to Coke mm-hmm. and he blames his son when his wife finds it and just like. Then his his mom blames Nate. He lets like Nate bo- take the both fall. of Nate's parents are horrible. His mom too. She like sits there and wants Nate to just kind of let it go, acting like his father's just under pressure at work, you know. Like, but his dad just like wins the wins the prize for being the biggest jerk of a parent. Yeah, Janelle thought. I my thoughts are that I entirely disagree with you guys. <laughs> That's good. Who do you think is the worst parent? I think for sure it's Blair's mom. Mm, Because even with what I've heard, because I haven't watched anything beyond uh, episode five, what I read up on the wiki doesn't, I didn't care enough about Nate's dad. Nate, right? Yeah. Yes. I didn't care enough about Nate's dad to look him up. Um, But for the most part Nate's dad whether it's from selfishness or not Nate's dad cares about Nate's future um Nate's for... dad cares about himself like uh, watching the watching the first season Nate's dad cares about himself but in the first five ep- it, Janelle's coming out from watching just the first five episodes okay. yeah so. that's what I'm saying but at the same time even though he is concerned about Nate's future even if it's Nate's future for Nate's dad's benefit he cares about his future and he is, on the surface at least, trying to get him to do things that look like the right thing. Now, um, Serena and Eric's mom, she's horrible, she's evil, but at the same time, I see, I mean, you, you, do, you can relate to her. She's a mom that's overwhelmed, she's single, she's newly single, so it, it makes sense that she's just trying to hold on to whatever she can do. Um, Blair's mom, on the other hand, completely discounts discounts yeah everything uh, anything that has to do with Blair's feelings she puts her own career blatantly ahead of Blair oh yeah like Nate's dad might be doing the same thing I don't know but Blair's mom says to Blair's face that she's doing it for her career she says you know if I don't get and and she basically tells Blair if you were going to be the model for my line it would fail and implies well i mean through that is implying it would be your fault oh yeah and that is like manipulate somebody's future yes that's terrible but at the same time she is wounding blair and keeping her from you know improving as a person like you can tie blair's entire like personality to her mother um and that's i mean that's a common theme in the show anyway Everybody is, like, a product of their parent in more ways than one. Right. And 
I mean, that, yeah, that episode, Bad News Blair, uh, her mother is so, oh my god, it's so hard to watch at times. Um, right. And, like, just, like, later on, her mother remarries to a wonderful man who is one of my other favorite characters. And, like, I will say that Blair's mom improves, but it's a very, it's like, you know, she really dug, they really dug a hole for Blair's mom. And, like, none of the, none of the Upper East Side parents are ever going to be really, like, Rufus, you know? I was going to say, Eleanor, they show a vulnerability to Eleanor a little bit later in season one, which is probably why she doesn't rank as worst parent to me. Um, because with the Thanksgiving episode, she was horrible in lying to her, her daughter and her ex-husband. Um, I love that episode so much. <laughs> it was a good episode. Um, but then the Christmas episode, though, like you see how she really is struggling where she went about it horribly for the Thanksgiving episode. I love the Christmas um, episode. <laughs> she, she did it because she's still heartbroken over Blair's father choosing another man over her and running off to France. Mm-hmm. Which brings me back to, oh, okay, no keep going i'm sorry um but so there's just you see her struggling with that in the christmas episode and just offers a little bit different side to her where nate's father throughout the entire first season is just it's all about him and like i mean in one way i can see what you're saying janelle but like i really don't think he was pushing nate for any of Nate's future, I just saw it as, self- even within those first five episodes, just a selfishness. You're going to stay together with Blair. You're going to do this. You're going to, you know, and like not hearing, not giving Nate a chance at anything and not caring what Nate thought. And it wasn't so much for Nate's future as it was for their standing in society. And he needed Eleanor's business. Well, I was going to say, maybe a better way for me to put it is, I mean, it's obvious, yes, that that Nate's dad is claiming his future. Um, but at least that is outright. At least you can see that. My thing is, the, the stuff that, that gets me and is the whole reason why this show is so hard for me to watch is that I cannot stand emotional manipulation. Because when somebody like... Eleanor goes and twists it around and makes it very clearly well not very clearly it's it's so it would be better if it, she made it clear the impl- even the implication is like right. her not saying it somehow makes it even worse to me I guess yeah, for some reason it's the fact that emotional manipulators can flip things around and make things that have nothing to do with being your fault all about you and it's you are a down and dirty dog and it's not your fault and just how easily that will creep in Mm -hmm. and change who a person is that's that's what gets me about Blair is even though I don't like her it's she is like I said an entire just product of her mother in that she has had this her entire life you can see how she treats other people they are just things for her to manipulate and her mother does yeah who, who did I say no, I'm just making sure that you're yeah. talking about Blair. Yeah. Blair gets it from her mother. People are just things to manipulate. All right, I have to... Emotionally. Okay, so I want to talk about Blair now. Okay. Because you've, you've opened that door for me. Um, <laughs> okay, so a lot of those people are things to Blair. There's no denying that. But Blair... Okay, I want to go back to kind of like... Not back to... I want to talk about kind of like 
the show kind of like more about like what it's about. Uh, there's this quote in episode four, the Gossip Girl has it, and it, um, it's after one of my other it's favorite moments, like Blair and Serena are doing their own photo shoot around New York, and um, she's uh, Gossip Girl says, everyone knows you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. And in a world ruled by bloodlines and bank accounts, it pays to have a pal. The thing about those, a uh, thing about Blair, Nate, Serena, Chuck—they are so screwed up. Their families are so screwed up. But by the, especially, you see it by the end of season one. They have each other. So Blair thinks of a lot of people as things, but those four people have so much power to hurt her, and those people are not things to her. Um, even though she can be very mean to Serena sometimes, even though I don't feel a lot of ser- sympathy for Serena, she's like she's like a cat. She has nine lives. It's really hard to hurt her permanently anyway. I forgot where I was going with that. What was I talking about? You were talking about Blair. I know. I was talking about Blair. Oh, yeah. She really cares about Serena. Um, she really Serena and Blair's relationship, their friendship. I love it so much. They even though they can get into fights, they really are there to support their each other. And they're really like sisters to each other. Um I don't know. And that, okay, what did you guys think of um, at the end of like episode two? Blair and Serena are in Central Park, and Blair is reading her that letter that she wrote to Serena when Serena went away to bar- boarding school. To me, like that, I love that moment so much. And I've definitely watched it before and cried. Um, <laughs> and did that me, did that like resonate with you guys at all? did it it, it was a know. nice moment it was a nice moment it was a nice moment um i'm trying to think i did like that i i liked their friendship and how um it developed i mean it's been for a while but how they reestablish it um in season one because it's gone through a rough patch um yeah serena serena leaving with with not telling uh, blair and then blair finding out that one of the reasons why she left um, was because she had had sex with Blair's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, the the real reason she left become um, becomes known later in the season. I felt like it was a combination of the two, but definitely the other one is more powerful. I, think. I mean, I think yeah, I think the other one was the driving driving force. Yeah, of why she left. Oh, another reason I love Blair. She has such a soft spot for Eric. Okay, like, even though... Okay, so she accused Serena of being a drug addict, you know, in front of all the college people. But when she found out that Eric had tried to commit suicide, she showed remorse. You know? Right. And, and she broke Eric out of the Ostroff Center. Okay? Yeah. And, um... That was what back else? when Jenny was not... Mm-hmm. Um, so well, does, that was the beginning. Does Jenny go back and forth between... Yeah. Evil spawn of Satan and yeah, a nice person. It's like night and day. See, okay, and so this kind of just brings me to like, um, why a lot of times I just don't like nice characters because I would think like at the establish um at the beginning of the series like you see Jenny as kind of one of the nicer characters, and she's down to earth and really sweet, right? But then she turns and become and um tries to like play Blair at her own game and becomes just she's just too good at it horrible (laughs) 
Oh, um, well, you haven't even seen Jenny at her darkest yet. I don't know that I want to. Because um, Jenny, like, Jenny, when Jenny's being dark Jenny, which I believe is what you, yeah, is dark what you Jenny. Call, coined her. Um, dark Jenny, like, I just can't stand her. And she's probably my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Blair is manipulative from the get-go. You know Blair's not a good person. But mm-hmm. then you see nicer sides of Blair a little bit throughout season one. Yeah. And so I'm much like characters who just on the surface, you know, they're jerks, you know, they're manipulative, you know, whatever. But then you see, um, you see why they are that way because of her mom, because of how she's grown up. And you see how sometimes she chooses to go against that character. Mm -hmm. And so I do, I definitely don't hate Blair as much as I did at the beginning. That makes me so um, happy. I mean, I I kind of like her. I don't like she's not one of my favorites yet. Yeah. But I do kind of like her by the end of season one. Whereas Jenny, even from like episode one, I kind of had like I liked Jenny, but I had this hesitance because I just knew she was gonna turn. Mm-hmm. And that's so much harder for me to watch as somebody who is supposedly this nice person turn evil, um, and like, or just you know show that they're. I mean, we're that they're human that we're all human and so like just i don't know like the nice people who then just become like manipulative and whatever like i don't like it as much and i don't Mm -hmm. like those characters as much if you're gonna be a horrible person then be a horrible person who's sometimes nice versus a nice person who shows their horribleness if Mm -hmm. that makes any sense at all i think blair another reason i like blair i'm gonna keep talking about why i like blair um it's because i think that she knows that she's mean I like that she has, a, I think her character has a certain self-awareness about her, um, which I, I appreciate, you know, so. Uh, okay, can we talk about Chuck? Because what, yes. what are your thoughts on Chuck? Um, okay, first off, um, yes, Chuck is so creepy in the first episode. Um, I think the writers really made a huge mistake. I don't know how they could have made this huge mistake by having Chuck attempt to rape Serena and um, Jenny in the first episode. And then I made a list of the creepiest things that Chuck says in the first episode. <laughs> um, do y'all mind if I just go over that? Just, yeah, go ahead. Let her rip. Okay, so, so Chuck to Nate about Serena. There's something wrong with that level of perfection. It needs to be violated. Like, what? <laughs> what? Um, oh, yeah. So to Nate about Blair, um, you're allowed to tap that. Um, you're allowed to tap that. <laughs> That's what. Um, oh yeah, it's time for you to seal the deal. Who says seal the deal? Um, Skeezy oh, Chuck does. Um, Serena and Chuck. Uh, Chuck to Serena. I actually prefer it when they are not talking about women. Um, let's also Chuck to Serena. Let's. Uh, take off our clothes and stare at each other. Um, Oh, Chuck watches Nate and Serena have sex. Uh, Of course, Chuck tries to rape Serena. Um, Also, Gossip Girl applies that Chuck has uh, multiple victims at one point, so that's disturbing. Oh, Chuck's ugly scarf. Oh, I hate that scarf. And I'm so happy. He finally takes that scarf off at some point. His clothes never really... They're always... uh, outlandish yeah Uh, can i say something about his scarf real fast yes see in the first episode when blair comes in and um blair and dan are gonna go like look for jenny and (laughs) 
are on their way up to the roof and they see Chuck's scarf and she's like that's Chuck's scarf. I was like, how do you know that's Chuck's scarf? Oh, yeah, that's I his mean, signature I know, scarf. I mean, I know that it's ugly as all get out, but my goodness, like, how do you just know that it's his? That's and then oh, the second episode rolls around and he's got it on again. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't be a thing. Please don't be a thing. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a thing. Oh, I hate that scarf so much. It's, ugh. Uh, so those are just a few of the things that Chuck does that are really creepy. So... Here's how I think about Chuck. I don't believe that the Chuck in the first episode is the Chuck in all the other rest of Gossip Girl. Yes, Chuck is the bad boy of the Upper East Side, but I think that the writers, I just, I blame it on the writers. That's how I view it. And I know that some people won't be able to just write that off. Um, But I also think, even though that's how I choose to view it and how I'm still a semi-fan of Chuck, and Chuck and Blair become like a really big thing. And they're one of the biggest ships on Gossip Girl. Um, it's still very problematic that they chosen to make Chuck a romantic lead when he has um, attempted to rape two As, girls that we know of. And I mean, they keep him pretty skeezy throughout the entire first season. Yeah. Like, it's not just that see that episode one he was out of character no they keep that character pretty well intact all through season one yes that's true um i can't forgive all that i mean like yeah yeah that's gonna be a turnoff for people you know because one of my Um, other big things that i really didn't like that he did was in blair's birthday episode which i'm pretty sure is past mm -hmm. um episode five um after him and blair they've had sex um but Blair thinks that Nate's going to come to her birthday party or whatever and or at least text her on her or call her at midnight on when she actually turns whatever she's turning. Um, and Chuck bets her. I don't remember what she gets if she wins the bet. Maybe just him leaving her alone because he's basically stalking her at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but if she loses, she has to have sex with him. Mm-hmm. And that's just gross. Yeah. And it's still manipulative, and it's still him forcing somebody who doesn't want to have sex with them to have sex with them. And I know yeah. later in the episode, they do end up having sex, and it is consensual. Yeah. It's always it's not part. It's, it's not part of, part of that bet. But the fact that he even, that was even the condition of the bet, just showed to me that he still is the guy who will try and rape somebody. Even in that uh, episode. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, you're right. That's really hard to argue against. Um, let me think for a second. <laughs> let me think for a second. Okay, you're right. You're yeah, you're right. It's sending a very it's a really bad message to send to all the people that are watching it. Um, and not only that, it's kind of this um, she's saying no, but she means yes kind of thing, which is a really bad idea to reinforce. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, the show like. I don't want anyone to feel like if you're a fan of Chuck and Blair, you're a fan of guys that rape girls, you know, like, uh, no, like I know that you're not saying that. I just want, I just want to acknowledge that. Cause the show is saying that you should like him. And it makes sense that if you're a fan of them to be a fan of them, I was a fan of them at one point. And I was going to say by the end of season one, I still don't really like Chuck, but I kind of like them together because, um, I don't like, when he's like 
being makes, skeezy and stalkery and whatever. Yeah. But he really does love her. He just has no idea how to show that um, because he is so messed up. But mm-hmm. um, they have a sh- problem of doing that together, though, which is a big thing in season two. Um, go ahead. Um, but I mean, just the way they are, they weirdly make sense together. Yeah, because they both like playing games. They both yeah. like scheming. They both, they both see both... people as things. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah, you're yeah. right. Emotionally manipulate. Yep, and they're they... made for each other. That's yeah. true, you know. And, um, and I was super, That's... super okay. mad at Chuck's dad at the um, uh, end of season one. There's so many reasons to be mad at him. Oh, yeah. They're going to be in love, and they're going to have a happily ever after. And then Chuck's dad said something, right? He goes on and on about how this will help Chuck grow up. How it'll teach him responsibility, how it'll, I mean, and to somebody who's normal, it would have been fine. But Chuck's not normal and Chuck doesn't want responsibility. And so I think he's afraid that um, he doesn't he doesn't want to change and he's afraid this will change him. So he ends up standing Blair up, basically, and going and sleeping with somebody else. It's so sad. Yeah, I still have Chuck and Blair feels, but I think Blair could do by the end of the series. I know that Chair that Chair is actually their their ship name. Um, Blair could do so much better than Chuck, um, but that's something I don't know. She could just do better, I think, by the end. Who? So who is your number one ship? I don't want to say it because it's a spoiler. Like, is it is it Blair and somebody? Yes. If you can guess it, I'll tell you who it is. Um, is it somebody that we know? Yes. Is it Blair and Dan? Yes, it's Blair and Dan. <laughs> I thought they got together later on. <laughs> yeah, it's Blair and Dan. Um, it's just was when they did when the writers did that. It was such a surprise to me, and I loved it so much. It was like, yeah, because Blair is a. I mean, she's manipulative and all that. She's much smarter, book smart than people think. That's just not the first thing you think about when you think about Blair. Right. Um, so it turns out that uh, Blair and Dan can have these like intellectual conversations and they can connect with each other on that way. And then one of my favorite things is um, it's I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything, but if you don't care. I don't, I don't care. Okay, so, spoiler alert, Dan write, ends up writing, like, I think it's his second book, and um, in the book, usually Serena is, like, the girl that he writes about, but in this time, it's Blair, and he ends up, like, revealing that he's in love with Blair, and I just love it so much. Not only that, but Serena, I want to talk about Serena also, because I don't know if you guys were able to pick up with on this in the first episode, but Serena is the girl that always comes out on top, all right? No matter what happens to her, mm-hmm. she is a catch. She's going to land on all four paws. Like, it's, like... They kind of mentioned that in a later episode in season one. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. how she... I did read some of the books. Well, actually, I think I only read one. They, I don't recommend them. Um, but in the book, she's <laughs> cast as a girl that... Literally, she could go anywhere, do anything. It's like... it. The book kind of reads like fan fiction. Um, but the, the books wor- came first, right? Yeah. The world is her oyster, basically. Yes. Yeah. Like, even um, Poison Ivy, the third episode, um, when um, Blair says that uh, Serena's a drug addict, well, the brown rep had a 
relatives <laughs> that went to the Ostrov Center, you know? Right. So she still wins. Like, she still comes out. I, and it becomes very annoying, especially since she, I think, plays the victim a lot. So, and then we also see in Bad News Blair how easily Serena can get the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something that made me feel for Blair. So when that happens, I'm like, finally, finally someone is seeing how awesome Blair is. And not only that, but she has the best lines of the show. Okay? Like, she has the best lines. My thoughts on Serena, like, I like Serena in season one. I can see where she would kind of become one note and kind of be too sweet or too whiny or too, you know, like, just kind of that, like, everything rolls off her, you know, like... In some ways, not a lot of depth. Yeah. Um, oops. And so, right now, I still like Serena, but I could definitely see where six seasons in, four seasons in, like, she just gets really old and really what annoying. I, like, one of the things I hate the most. Oh, and uh, okay, I got to I'm sorry. I honestly don't have a lot of people to talk to this about. But um, another thing, do you see that Serena is trying to ruin chan- Blair's chances of getting into the Yale and Poison Ivy, that's not the first time that Serena tries to do that. She does that over and over and over again until Blair can't go to Yale. Like, oh, full spoiler, Blair doesn't go to Yale. Um, And another thing I really, one of the other things that I really hate about Serena is that when it's time for them to go to college and she's going to Brown, she got accepted to Brown, she's supposed to go, and she decides not to go to college to find herself. And you know where she's going to do that? On the Upper East Side. She's not going to find herself on the Upper East Side. It makes me so upset. Like, I hate it so much. Um, and anyway, sorry. So is that in season three? Because, right, they're juniors in season See, one. Or do they mess with, like, time? They mess with time. And I think that, I think they're sophomores. Um, even though Blair mentioned that they. No, they definitely kind of make it. At least to me, I picked up that they were juniors. They say I, junior Ivy Week. It's only for that's juniors. True. And they refer to themselves okay. as upperclassmen several times. Okay. Um, I just think in the first episode or something, they might have mentioned they were sophomores, but I think they changed it to juniors later. But I could be wrong. Maybe. I think they referenced their sophomore year. Maybe. That might have been mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think it's in season three. The summer lasts a long time in season two. So. Okay. Um, it goes seven seasons. Yes. Is it seven? Is it seven? I don't know. I I'm could not. look it up now. I looked it up the other day. I thought it was set, like a short. I think it seven. might be six. I could because I was just curious if like they made it out of college. Um, it's uh six seasons. Okay. And you know the amount of time they spend in class is very little. So <laughs> it's okay. amazing, especially well, once shocking. they go to, once they go to college, like. And I can't wait to talk about some ridiculous storylines if you get there. I was going to uh, say, Kim. I don't, I don't think they even show them in class in season one that I can remember. Yeah, no, not in the first oh. five. Oh, but there's one episode. Oh, I hope you watch it. And for anybody out there who ever listens to this, one of my other favorite episodes is when they do the Age of Innocence play, and it's all in school. So, <laughs> um, another thing I want to talk about is how often they can get alcohol. Right. do drugs like mm-hmm. no like what was it like the first episode oh they like go to the palace and have drinks at the bar right like, mm-hmm. well uh, and, and especially there everybody knows who they are there for yeah. sure because serena's living there 
Um, it's owned by Chuck's dad. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. That's ridiculous. But Chuck the thing. Point, oh, go ahead. Well, at least they hold like power there, so it makes sense that they could get drinks possibly mm-hmm. because his, Chuck's dad didn't even give a crap that Chuck was drinking. I At mean, the brunch, yeah. he he cared what he was drinking, but <laughs> not that he was drinking. Um, and how no, early it was. I think <laughs> in the five episodes that we watched, the most ridiculous thing that I saw was the fact that little baby-faced freaking Eric was able to get into that club. And then right. they're like, you guys are, no, you you got to leave here after there's a fight. And it's like, that child looks like he belongs in middle school. What yeah. are you talking about? Right. Like, right. he shouldn't have even been able to, like, wait outside the club. Like, he's too <laughs> young. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Um, I had a question. Okay, so is it two different schools? Like, St. Jude and I forgot, that's where the boys go. It's but is it same... like the same school, but two different schools? Yes. They separate the boys and the girls. But they could still, that's, yeah, it's very confusing. So, like. I guess so they're do, supposed do, to be separated. I was going to say, do we ever see a classroom? Do they take classes together? Are they completely separate? That's the thing, though. See, they're not completely separate because they can definitely have lunch together. And they see each other in the hallways. And they can do plays together. But they're supposed to be separate. In the universe, they're supposed to be separate. I don't know. Like, I think that they take classes separately. I can't remember an episode where they were actually in a class. <laughs> I remember once they were in a bathroom. Because <laughs> like, um, so they would go know. to class in high school. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. And Blair, Blair is like almost the top of her class somehow. I don't know when she has time to do homework. Or Dan. Well, Dan actually, he probably spent a lot of... Friday nights alone before he met Serena. That's doing true. homework. That's true. Because um, that, yeah, that yeah. was starting to bother me. I was like, wait, well, oh, that doesn't get any on? better. But I was gonna oh, s- there's so many good storylines. I mean, if you like drama, if you kind of love to hate characters, then it's, it's the show for you. But if you have to love your characters, yeah, see, it might yeah. be a little hard. Yeah, I'm not a huge. I mean, I like to like love to hate like one character, and I in a in a show full of other amazing characters who I just want to like go spend time with, and I would not want to hang out with any of these people except for maybe Vanessa. Vanessa's cool. Um, who the crap's Vanessa? She's oh, she's Dan's yeah. best friend. She comes in episode six. Oh. Um, and and maybe Nate. Yeah. Oh, let's um, talk about Nate and Vanessa. I'm sorry, Janelle. Poor poor Janelle. <laughs> Janelle already hates the show, and then we're okay, talking about a lot of season, rest of season one. Like, Nate and Vanessa are one of my favorites, for sure. Um, um, I do really, like, um, pretty much in the episode that they kind of had their first date or whatever, like, the first time, like, they, was that the first time they ever, like, talked, or did they talk at, um, when she's filming the video? Do they have an interaction? I don't remember. Or is it the first time that they really ever talk is when he comes to give Dan the I think that um, might SAT be the first time. Because even in that, like, um, in, in that scene, like, I was like, I think I shoot this. And, like, I texted you later in the in the episode being like, I'm, I, I kind of like Nate and Vanessa. Um, but, like, from, like, that first scene, I was like... They got they have good chemistry. I kind of like mm-hmm. them. And the thing is that can, Vanessa is a good person, and that's what Nate needs because he's also a good person, right? And she's super down to earth, and like I feel like that's what he needs. And that's what kind of what he wants. That's another thing I want to talk about. How easily could Nate get seduced into a cult? Okay, 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Carter Basin. I just want to, I, I have to, I wrote down some quotes. We're going to have to review these quotes. Um, oh, poor baby Nate. But oh you're, you're right. Like, so that was easily. so stupid. Um, let me see here. While you're looking for that, can we just oh, got talk it. about how stinking stupid it is oh, that, okay. that Carter is like, how, talking about how much like he hates money and how money is stupid and money controls you and then he's like hey you want to open you, you want to like join me in this high stakes poker game where right. you need thousands of dollars to enter yeah like that's the big adventure goodness are you kidding me uh yeah so i did love that chuck came through and rescued him i yeah. know he's he's a good friend at times at times well that's the thing they're they're pretty well all good friends and they're also all horrible friends yeah that's really the only way they know how to be okay so a quote from carter once you turn away from money, you see it doesn't buy you freedom. It pays for your prison. <laughs> Nate's eating this up. And then I loved Chuck's reaction. You're the guy who gave us our first joint, snuck us into our first club, and you're going to tell me the life of a YouTube filmmaker is better than this? Like, I, I like that Chuck is aware of his privilege. Like, I'm kind of like, Nate and Serena, I feel they think that they're oppressed by their privilege, and it kind of annoys me. I think it's kind of cliche. So I kind of like that Chuck and Blair are aware. I was going to say, and like Serena doesn't always see her privilege. Like um, mm-hmm. in the episode where they had snuck into the school's pool. Yeah. And um, they're being threatened with expulsion. And um, they all kind of make a pact to sit there and nobody says anything or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Dan... Um, had seen on video where Chuck had taken the key or whatever. And so goes up to him and tells him, you know, like you need to come clean, blah, blah, blah. And, and Chuck's like, we are from two different worlds. You know, like if, if I get caught with it, not that it, not that I did it, but if I get caught, like we donate a wing and I'm here, I get a slap on the wrist. You will get expelled. You know, like, so the silence is for everybody, whatever. And, like, that makes Dan realize, you know, like, he is in a very different position. And, like, Serena doesn't see that. Serena is the one who actually had the key, who actually mm-hmm. got them all in. And um, Serena ends up confessing. And, again, this, like, water, you know, nothing happens to her, of course. Like, she gets 24 or 25 hours of community service or something. Mm-hmm. And... Serena doesn't see that it's her privilege that gets her that as they're walking out. Like, Dan doesn't really say anything, but Serena's, mm-hmm. like, waiting for him to say anything. And it's only because Dan's there that she even thinks about it, but she's denying it. And then when she gets home that night, she finds out that, yes, Chuck's dad, because this is when Chuck and Chuck's dad and her mom are engaged, Chuck's dad had didn't tell her mom, but went and paid them off basically and and so her privilege did afford her to not get in trouble like she should have for that stunt yeah yeah and yeah it's unfair but i think what's bothers me more is when you have that privilege i think what's even worse is having that privilege and not appreciating it for Mm -hmm. some reason that really bothers me like just if you have the privilege just be aware that you have it and handle it responsibly or something i don't know just I don't know. That's my opinion on it. I think Nate is kind of aware of the privilege. He just hates it. Yeah. Like. But he doesn't realize what it would be like. I mean. I mean, it's not like anybody who doesn't have like a million billion dollars is like, you know, 
suffering or anything at all but i still can't feel a lot of sympathy for him even though his like being an archer ball does put a lot of expectations on you but part of me is just like you know just be an adult like you're gonna grow up just be an adult take care of your own like take care of your own destiny or whatever right and one of blair says something about destiny it's one of my favorite quotes it doesn't matter um Okay, but can I go back to what Carter Bazin and Nate and how easily he could be pulled into a cult? Yes. Okay. Chuck is like, um, you're going to tell me the life of a YouTube filmmaker is better than this. And then Nate is like, who cares about a party when you can travel the world? And at this point, Carter Bazin looks like a homeless person. Like, it just cracks me up. Yes, but he's also played by sebastian stan i know i so want to talk about that too i don't even mind that he looks homeless oh yeah because he, he still looks like sebastian stan exactly yeah who um, is sebastian stan he's the Bucky winter soldier barnes yeah okay and he was also played Hot the mad Man. hatter yes in once upon a time i love him as the mad hatter and once upon a time i want to see if there was anything else about the that one in our okay nate also says it is exactly what he said the money, the drugs, the privilege, they're just keeping us numb so we don't know it's better out there in the real world. Like, Nate. <laughs> like, I can't even. Anyway. Well, I so think he's... I'm kind of worried about Nate sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I find that refreshing. It is kind of refreshing. And because I would never want to live in that kind of lifestyle or whatever. And so, mm-hmm. like... I just I find it refreshing that he just doesn't eat it all up and that he's wanting something else. Well, look at it this way. It it makes sense that he reacts that way because Chuck from from what I've seen, Chuck's dad doesn't give a crap. Chuck's dad is gone and Chuck can do whatever he wants to with his money. Um with Nate, however, Nate is being micromanaged and told how to live every little aspect of his life. So it makes sense that he would want freedom and Chuck would be like, nah, man, I can go buy a Rolex if I want to anytime. So for him to get, yeah, for him to get drawn in, that, that doesn't bother. I mean, it, it makes total sense to me that somebody who he already looked up to before, um, could waltz in and claim that he's having a great life and pull him into it i mean yeah i just i totally buy it yeah it makes complete sense and yeah based on their perspectives um i mean chuck he like you said he is aware of his privilege and he likes his privilege and that's fine because he gets to use his privilege freely but it's not the same with nate so wanting to be out in the real world like i said it makes sense and it, it would be a desire I totally understand his desire and I agree it is refreshing I just don't think he understands how to go about it yeah well I mean and also going to a poker game isn't gonna get him yeah right but yeah he's like he's just easily led astray you know (laughs) which is just he's just so pretty you know (laughs) (laughs) um can we go back to Vanessa and him for a minute yes um okay number one like how long is Vanessa in the show for because to me Vanessa seems like a character that could very easily get written out she's the whole time okay does she kind of stay herself or does she become Pretty a much. horrible person too no i mean every character has a little bit you know but care uh she's never gonna pull a jenny on you okay good um yeah because i do i do like them together a lot actually mm-hmm. um but like they just 
Yeah, I don't. I don't have a the lot problem. I've got to warn for. you. The problem with an eight, though, is that he'll fall in love with anyone. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. I kind of like I kind of like Nate and Serena too, actually. I understand that. Okay. Um, but I like Nate and Vanessa more, I think. Mm-hmm. But I do, um, I do when like him and Serena hang out. Like I'm like, oh yeah, no, I can I can go. Mm-hmm. I could be fine with that. I just want somebody who's going to treat Nate well. Yeah, I think not that necessarily Serena will, but I feel like I'm just I'm not a Nate Blair fan at all. Mm-hmm. Like because I just feel like i'm not a nate i don't think anybody i can't see anybody seeing it being a nate player yeah maybe you are out there if you are that's fine um you know, tell us why i mean just because like the way that his parents were pushing and whatever and also like just he doesn't seem to love her at all mm-hmm. and and um do you think that blair loves nate no i think that she does well in a childhood like that maybe and like a uh, blair one of the things i love about blair is that she's kind of obsessed with having her own romantic story. You know, she's right. a huge Audrey Hepburn fan. And she kind of sees Nate as her Prince Charming. So, like, when you know, since she was small, you know. Right. So it's kind of like this puppy love, I, I think, think. Yeah, I think it's more she thinks Nate who she's supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that she truly loves him. Yeah. Um, I think. Um, and I don't think. I think even in her love or caring for him, like she isn't there for him though, because in the first, in the beginning of the first season, like he's finding out this stuff about his dad and whatever. And he, he does try (laughs) and reach out to her and like, Mm -hmm. she's more concerned about the party that night or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like she, and then she's like, well, why didn't you tell me this stuff? And he's like, I tried, Mm -hmm. you know, you weren't there. So that just like, it's like, "Mm, no, and um and i just i see that him and serena actually do like seem to have some sort of feelings for each other but him and vanessa just i do like them i really like i them. really like them mm-hmm. do we get more of them yes okay um cuz i actually haven't like gone and spoiled myself which it'll come eventually but um like I mean, I've heard things throughout the years before I ever watched it, but I haven't really gone and looked anything up because if you go and look something up, then you find out right. everything, it's like even a though you don't hole. mean to. Yeah. Um, so right now, like I, while I n- remember some stuff from as it was airing and hearing things, like I don't know, like a lot of what happens in the future, and I'm okay with that for the moment. Good. I hope that means that you keep watching. Um. Yeah, I probably will. A little bit. Maybe not, like, right away. Okay. But I probably will come back to it. I don't see this as, like, a binge show where I, like, waste a month of my life to it. Okay. Um, and, like, come out the other side. Like, I see this as maybe, like, a season here. A, a season, season there. there. Okay. Um, because these are horrible people. <laughs> and I can't spend an entire month with them with nobody else to, like, uh, okay. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, one of the other couples I ship, it's adults. Okay. Lily and Rufus. All right. I'm totally on board with Lily and Rufus. That's cool. Like That's understandable. I just Aaron from uh Gossip Guys podcast is also a huge fan yeah. of Rufus and Lily. Um and I don't I mean maybe like Lily becomes ho- horrible later on. I mean more horrible, horrible and not redeemable. Um but, like, right now, yeah, I totally 
like her and Rufus. Mm-hmm. Do you do you ship any adults? Yeah. Who do you ship? Um, Cyrus and Eleanor. Okay. Totally ship them. We haven't met Cyrus yet, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, my thing with Lily and Rufus is that that's Lily should have never left Rufus to begin with. I know I don't know yeah. the whole backstory, but like. She has a stick shoved so far up her butt. <laughs> yes. Since leaving Rufus, like I, I did really kind of like episode five, um, simply because you did get a lot of character depth from Blair, from Eric, from every everybody, um, and then Jenny, you know, changing. But more so, I, I liked the subplot of Lily and Rufus hanging out and like making pasta and everything, because example of said stick is how she uses her privilege to throw it in Rufus's face and say, I can't even remember what the insult, but it was something about, like, one of the reasons why she never, like, hung out around him or anything anymore, like, because she could get, I don't know, something like better designer handbags. I don't know. Some stupid, completely materialistic thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't ship them, but I think they need each other. I think Rufus is pretty well perfect you know, perfect on his own, other than being oblivious to his wife being gone for good. Yeah. Um, but Lily definitely needs him. So I guess I ship I, them. I don't know. I personally, Rufus I don't give a crap about either of them. <laughs> Lily gets a little less uptight through season one mm-hmm. in some ways. And, and then, um, I'm sure she'll get more uptight though, as Mrs. Bass. I don't know. Like, I don't want... See, like, if you keep watching... I want to talk to you after you watch it, so... Um, you know. If I talk about everything now, you won't have a reason to watch. I'll still have a reason to watch. Mm-hmm. I want to give you a lot of incentive. Okay, fine. Um, so, Janelle, will you ever watch this again? <laughs> Never again. Thank you, Janelle, Never for watching Never again it in my time. life. I really You're welcome. You it wasn't as horrible as I thought I was going to be. Mm-hmm. But it still was not a fun time. Okay. <laughs> I think next week will be better for you. Oh, d- what are we go- doing next week? Something with sports in the title. Oh, which yeah. It doesn't make me excited either. Even though Kim says it has nothing to do with sports. Well, sports are talked about in it. But it's... um, And we'll get th- we'll get to that in a minute. Let's, mm-hmm. let's finish up on Gossip Girl. I will probably c- go back to it a little bit. Um, don't think I can like do a complete and utter binge with these people um but I will probably I would say at least get to season three and four at some point if I don't eventually finish it um please finish it 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 will probably be I will probably come back to it um when Elizabeth like annoys me about it periodically being like (laughs) hey have you watched any more Gossip Girl I want to talk about it some more yeah the next time I do a rewatch um so so that you know I like it, not completely sold on it, but I did like it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so next week, I am forcing Elizabeth and Janelle to watch Sports Night. And you can find Sports Night on Hulu. So that's next week. And in the meantime, you can find us. I don't, uh, at I love it don't you on Twitter. I love it don't you on Instagram. I love it don't you dot wordpress, wordpress dot com. And I love it, don't you one at gmail.com. So please find us, like us, follow us, tweet us, Instagram us, contact us. 
And we're now on iTunes and SoundCloud. Yes. So, thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. The who Gossip Girl is? Is that your Okay, that's the thing, though. That is not Gossip Girl, okay? <laughs> that is not Gossip Girl. Just like, I just want to have my voice out there for people that have seen the whole show. And please tell me if someone out there agrees with me, the writer's messed up, and that's not who Gossip Girl actually is.